0: This program was produced at and first aired on NPR Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand on air. Kapai irarangi tamoto. MPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to slash donate
1: and Welcome to Calling All Workers, um, my name is Derek Picking, I'm an organiser with First Union in Palmerston North, it's the union that's in finance, industry, retail, stores and transport. And joining me today in the studio is my friend and colleague George Larkins from the M&C Union, General Secretary. Good morning George, how are you mate?
0: Kia ora koutou whanau. I'm good thank you Derek.
1: I, might, I might, you might, might, might want to put the mic a bit closer brother. There you go. Hey, um, we're going to do a little bit of a chat today. One of the things that's uh, up on the board and people are kind of talking about is a vaccination. Obviously, it's a heated kind of topic today. And I understand, George, um, you said to me that your union, plus ours, of course, and, and many others, have just developed a, a policy around the vaccination. Are you in a position to share that information with us or no, mate? Being fresh off the press kind of drama.
0: Yes, no, I can share this information. Um it's, it's less of a policy about vaccination, it's more about a policy of what the union can and cannot do within the context of workers' rights and the COVID situation and or the vaccination situation. So our policy goes like, given that the MNC union is not a medical expert body, the union accepts and advances the advice of reputable scientific medical bodies such as the World Health Organisation, the New Zealand Ministry of Health and the New Zealand Medical Council as providing the best available rights for union members collectively. That advice currently is that everyone eligible should be fully vaccinated except for individuals for whom vaccination is contraindicated on medical grounds the union will represent the medical, philosophical and other interests of its members individually within the context of the interests of its members collectively.
1: Okay, so um, let's take a nice easy kind of uh, topic. You know, I'm a worker, I don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason Um, and the boss says, well, you know, we've done a risk assessment here at the work site and basically if you don't get the jab... There is no place here for you, as far as a job goes. And I go, well, that's a little bit bloody rough, mate. What, what, what about me? I, I don't have to. Why can't Why can't I be working here? Why do I lose my job?
0: Hmm. That's um, a good question, um, but it needs to be dealt with um, by go, sort of going over the processes that exist and what the law is saying. So, um, the first thing I would say is that if everybody who can get are vaccinated does get vaccinated, we can all get on with life essentially. Um we can travel overseas and we can businesses can be open and we'll be protecting the most vulnerable in the community who can't get vaccinated. Um so that's what I would say to start that conversation off. In what about term- those people
1: that go, uh no, nah, like I you know, it's all false uh, you know, um I'm an anti-vaxer. I am an anti vaxxer i do not believe in it. Uh, you know, um, you can't. You're infringing on my rights uh, and it's a you know, bill of rights. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, uh, you know. I've read all the facts. You know, and there's medical facts that show that this is just an experimental drug, or you know that that kind of misinformation. How do you How do
0: you go? Well, I think that um, the first thing is to just say that everybody has a right to express their view, and um, their views are valid based on the information they have. What I would say to them is that they need to actually balance that information against other information, and um, to suggest that it is, you know, this there's some kind of, um, I don't know, underhand thing going on would be to suggest that the World Health Organization the New Zealand Medical Council and the New Zealand Ministry of Health and all of those worldwide organisations have somehow been fooled and um, are all a bunch of dummies. Um, So it's a bit difficult to accept some of their arguments. Um, It's also um, quite dangerous to rely on the information that is only available through social media from people who are anti-vaxxers. Um, they tend to focus on one fact rather than the collective facts, which actually tells you the truth. Um, the cost of running out um, COVID vaccinations and closing down businesses is billions and billions of dollars. Um, and you cannot tell me that um, governments and or big business would allow that to happen if somehow there was this was all false and that it was not needed. Mm, money um, loves This money. is a health issue and it has to be dealt with under the Health and Safety Act as well. So in terms of workers who may get terminated as a result of not getting Mm -hmm. vaccinated, that will only happen if your site, uh, work site is a place where you must be vaccinated. The government has mandated some industries such as the health sector and the education sector, and it seems logical that that's what would happen in those sectors. Um, But that hasn't happened on the basis of making a decision without doing risk assessment against, um, you know, the spread of COVID and the um, how dangerous it is. Remembering that children under 12 don't have the opportunity to get vaccinated currently, mm. that's, that's likely to change, mm. um, but we need to protect our most vulnerable. So getting vaccinated or getting the double vax means that, um, because a lot of anti-vaxxers and hesitant people say, look, why should I bother getting vaccinated? You're vaccinated, George, so you're safe. <laughs> if I get it, if I pass it on to you, you won't get sick, um, or you'll only get mildly sick. If we're if we're vaccinated, it's true that um, if we catch it, um, it is likely that it will be we'll get a mild dose of it and have less severe symptoms. Um, it's also true that if we're vaccinated, uh, we'll pass on a less severe dose to somebody else. So if you're unvaccinated, there's a strong likelihood that you'll get very sick and could end up in intensive care. And if you pass it on, you'll be passing on a much more lethal dose to others, including those who are vaccinated. Mm. So we have people who are talking about their rights. um, And, you know, that's about the right... I have the right to choose not to have a medical procedure. And... um, Mm. That's fair enough, but what about the workers who have been vaccinated and they're the majority who are saying to unions also, uh, how am I safe if there's an unvaccinated worker in my worksite? So it's a difficult situation. Um, but I started by saying that there are some mandated industries. So what happens from there is that um, all the other industries will make a det- determination themselves in reference to whether or not their worksite needs to be ma- um and there's a set needs, criteria needs be that be they have to go
1: through there eh, to, to run the risk assessment. So they've got to yeah. go through a number of
0: They things. can't just decide it. They have mm. to actually do a risk assessment uh, based on the structure provided on the uh, MBIE work, um, site mm. and through WorkSafe. It has to be a risk assessment that says there is a, uh, an, an actual risk. Um, and it's about it being a high risk, not a low risk. So an employer can't just decide to do it because they feel that's what they should do. If they, they can go, only do it if it meets the criteria of the risk assessment.
1: If they go through uh, the risk assessment, um, can the unions, uh, you know, when they do that, can the unions then go, no, no, we disagree because we want to run our own one or we want to, you know, we don't believe that, uh, it was a balanced result, you know that you know you were already um, preconceived to actually do it um, so you were looking for
0: everything to validate that, um, to mandate it to, through the business? Well it's very unlikely that will happen because the first thing that occurs within a risk assessment is that if a union is in place at that worksite they'll be a part of the process that works through with the employer uh, developing that risk assessment. So the purpose of the risk assessment is to then develop their policy for COVID. So um, employers have policies on everything, mm. um, especially around health and safety, because they're required to under law. Mm. So naturally they're going to have a policy on COVID and their policy may contain, based on the outcome of the risk assessment, that will be done alongside with the union, um, if there is a union on site, Um And uh, the outcome of that will determine whether or not that policy says um, that work that you're doing there, you must be vaccinated to do it. Now, we know that typically that will be around things like um, customer-facing situations Mm. or um, out-in-the-public situations. So tradies, um, those sort of people as well, as shops and retail, um, you know, all of those kind of places, it's quite likely that those employers are going to um, come out at the end of their risk assessment as saying there is a high risk of um, COVID Mm -hmm. spread um, and or catching COVID for our employees. We must keep them safe, therefore you must be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. But it's also about keeping their customers safe. So some industries are now finding that um, the customers they provide, so manufacturers, where you would expect that inside a closed-in factory You could have a situation that could be reasonably safe. I mean, if we look at um, some workplaces right now um, that have been operating throughout Delta, there hasn't been a spread of COVID in there because they've followed all the health and safety procedures. Um, So some anti-vax people might argue, well, if I just do that, then um, everyone's safe Mm. um, and will remain safe. So if you're in it, but then there's the customers they provide to who might say, we don't want any product that's been... Uh, unless uh, you can guarantee us the people um, producing that product have been vaccinated, so there are those kind of pressures on business as well. So it would it would fall into because I'm thinking from you know our
1: our divisions and stuff around transport and logistics. You know, uh, um, you know if you've got a a company that's say you know shifting a product for a, another party or storing it and then shifting it, whether it be export or what. I suppose the risk assessment comes around. You know, what is the risk of that COVID being actually the exposure to it, and exposure with it, and, and, and you know, because you're not actually uh, front facing. You know what I mean? But you do have trucks coming in and out and stuff like that. Mm. So those are the questions, and there's the, the complexities around when they do a risk assessment.
0: Yes, I mean there's a lot of things to consider, mm. um, but the main consideration is health and safety, and that's the whole purpose. Of the risk assessment, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of pressure on employers, um, both in terms of whether or not they have customer-facing situations or workers out in the public, and and the other pressure is coming from customers saying we don't want your product unless mm-hmm. it's an unvaccinated person. So um, yeah, and the other thing is where there's a work site that has mandated um, that you must be vaccinated. Um, any contractors that go into that site will then be told you can't come in here unless you're vaccinated. Mm. So the pressure to be vaccinated um, will be there, um, but for good health and safety reasons, not just for the hell of it.
1: Yeah, look, um uh, when I was thinking about this the other day, you know, um, as, as unions, uh, we deal collectively with the collective good of everybody, you know, so when we have, you know, settlements that we bring back to the membership and say bargaining, for instance, you know, we, we don't Always uh, get a hundred percent saying yes. We we want that deal. Unanimous vote. You know, we always have some element that either feel that we you know they could have deserved more, or they wanted more, or you know they're unhappy with the result. And it's the same with anything when when you're the minority. Um, you feel aggrieved with it, and it's always very hard to be the minority, isn't it? It's you know when they say one out of one out of a million might get this, but and you're that one, it's not right, and it's and you feel unfair and you feel it's unjust. Whereas the majority of people will go, that's an acceptable thing to have, and there will always be somebody or someone that is unhappy or feel a victim of uh, the the, um, the unfairness of it all. And I think about you know, met safe and, and when we do the drugs and stuff and, and there is always a very, very good case to actually supply a particular drug and you know, they have to look at it as as the larger picture and say this what can we fund to the most that we can fund? And those people feel aggrieved at their medicine or their um, uh, you know uh, that can assist them or help them or alleviate their symptoms is not funded by Farmac or whoever it might be um, so yes i I kind of understand it i you know I understand there 's always going to be people that are are going to be upset, but it's it 's of the majority isn 't it mate you know, and it is of the good of the majority, and I think You know, we as unionists and and as well as citizens um, of the country know and understand about the the, the good for all and those people that are the vulnerable, the ones that cannot get a vaccine or worse, uh, underlying or they're pregnant or they're young children, you know. So I think... Uh, for me, uh, personally, it's around saying, actually, that's the responsibility I'm happy to do, you know. I think there's a few other things that I can get really wound up on rather than
0: um, I get a jab, you know. Yes, no, I mean, I'll just start the next bit of conversation by saying I'm fully vaccinated. so, yeah, clearly me too, I support so you're all right, bro. <laughs> um, being vaccinated. Um, you, you know, for those um, people out there who are choosing not to get vaccinated, and uh, they're in a union, and they take that position. the union's position on that will be to um, ensure uh, represent that person through that process and that process has to be vigorous and robust. it can't be unfair or unreasonable um, so ultimately the process would be this works like standard risk assessment there are some operations that does that you'll need to be vaccinated for, and there there are some that you don't. Um, So if you're in a role that must be vaccinated, the first thing is to look at what job that person could do um, Mm. without needing to be vaccinated. So is there an alternative role for that person in that organisation? Um, If there isn't, um, what other options might be available? But ultimately, uh, they'd be looking at four weeks notice and termination of employment. Mm. I think... Um, And, you know, this is a personal opinion, not one expressed by unions, um, but I would think that um, the difficulty for people who end up in that situation and get terminated won't just be that. It will be, will they get another job? Mm. Um, You know, will another employer take an unvaccinated person? Um, Can employers on the basis of a new employee make a requirement that a new employee should be vaccinated? Um, all of these problems will exist. So, um, as I said in the beginning, if everyone who can get vaccinated does get vaccinated, um, then we will um, be in a position to protect all of those who are most vulnerable and get on with life. Um, You know, this whole matter is very divisive. Um, You know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, as they say, (laughs) and, um, you know... The, the vast majority of members are accepting of the situation, are doing what all the medical experts are saying needs to be done Um for those who are saying, oh, well, it's not 100% safe and it's experimental, e- everything is experimental. Most of the drugs we take today get improved on, so, so arguably everything's experimental.
1: Nothing's 100%, um, isn't nothing's
0: it? Nothing's 100%. No. There's no such thing as 100% safe. The operation you have may result in your death. Yeah, that's right. Um, even if it's a minor one. Um, so nothing's 100% safe, but we choose to have those things. When the World Health Organisation, the New Zealand Medical Council, and um, the Ministry of Health are saying to us, we've checked the information, you know, we're we're confident that this is the right thing to do, then that's what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, well said, mate. Well, um, what we'll do is we'll just take a little break there. We'll have a little music break, and um, then we'll come straight back in uh, after that little music break. Thanks. Well, that was a great little number from Dolly Parton, 9 to 5. I think it kind of situates about, you know, the working class and a little bit doing the hard yards. Um, I'm in the studio with George Larkins, Manufacturing, Construction, Working, General Secretary, and we were talking about the vaccine and the vaccine mandatory um, stuff that's rolling out. So, George, what are some of the, the rights that a, a worker will have, you know, when they when suddenly find themselves, uh, the boss going,
0: you got to get the vax, mate. Well, it's like anything, isn't it? Uh, essentially, they'll be breaching the company's policy on that matter um, and they'll be in some difficulty, but they have all the usual rights um, that existed prior to COVID. Um, employment law hasn't been suspended or amended, mm, mm, mm. Um, and the processes will have to be vigorous, robust, fair, and reasonable. Mm. Well, that's, a, that's a, I mean, it's one thing, isn't it? I, mm.
1: I think the stark reality of what's going to happen is that there is a lot of workers who are going to be faced with either yeah. get that vaccine, uh, double shot. Um, or you will not have a job and you will be given four weeks' notice after a process. And you're right, they have to understand what the reason is or the reluctance for it. If it's a genuine medical reason, what then, George? When it's, a, I've got a, I've got an underlying health condition that says, and this is, we know this is a very small number in New Zealand. I've got a medical certificate that says I
0: cannot get the jab. Well, clearly they can't be forced to uh, get the jab. And uh, that's what I, our policy talks about, which is a contraindication. So that's when you physically, for medical reasons, cannot be vaccinated. Those are the very people we need to be protecting. And what will happen to them if you well, say,
1: mate, am I gonna, um, is if he going to get everybody, four
0: weeks? If everybody, was vac- if everybody who could get vaccinated got vaccinated the situation for them could be different at the work site oh we know that's
1: we know that's not going to happen we know that you know people for whatever reason just are, are, are slow are reluctant um, and it seems to be a set group it's not the elderly it's not necessarily quite the you know the uh, the teenagers or your that kind of we're talking about um, ranging from about 24 to about 38 age group um, uh, with a mix, whether it be Marty and Marty already have, you know, uh, some justification around why they think that they shouldn't be getting the jab and the untrust and the unfairness that's happened all the way through. Your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, so first thing is um, if you're working at a workplace where it says everybody at this work site must be vaccinated, um, if everybody who can get vaccinated is vaccinated because they have to be mm. due to the policy, um, it would likely be that you could just put in safety measures for that individual that can't get vaccinated. Well, you know, well, mask wearing, distancing, those sort of things. And
1: would you think – it? because I heard on the news this morning um, that uh, <coughs> America, um, um, who I don't usually like quoting because you're as mad as hatters, um, they're going to be – it's mandatory vaccination um, for any site over 100. And those people that can't be vaccinated need to do a test every week to prove that they're – you know, before they come, that they're actually clear um, and it's the employer is not
0: paying for the cost of that test. Mm. Yes, well, we, you know, for those people who can't get vaccinated, um, the point of everyone else being vaccinated is to protect them. Mm. So my thoughts on that, and obviously it's not something that's been discussed a lot, so there's no, no settings around this. What I'm saying is that my feeling would be that you would argue strongly that that person can continue to work there because everybody's vaccinated. Mm. And the very reason they got vaccinated was to protect that individual you know, and mm. so why shouldn't they just need to wear a mask mm. and um you do the social distancing thing, et cetera, et cetera um, yeah it's yeah but um yeah. Uh, you know the the you know what you're talking about um, is a scenario that will be rare because most people who can't mm. get vaccinated will not be out in the community no, that's right because they can't protect themselves, yeah, yeah, so you know that's that's why we have to get vaccinated yeah look um. I assume we're going to have a
1: you know quick song to kind of wind the show out on, but um, I think for us and and, I, and I, hopefully I can speak for you as well. Look, it's it's the unions. Um, this is new to us as well as. Um, you know, everybody else. You know, we, we're we trying to get our policies around it. We're trying to make sure that we represent well because um, that's what we're charged with doing. But, you know, I think people have to realise that as soon as it, we, we're not pre, pre-told pre about these things and we're reacting to it to find out our positions, isn't it? And you know, so, uh, you know, for people listening, the unions um, are just like you in some cases working through trying to find out the legal things and, and give good advice and, and to our members and your members and everybody else in the union george last point well
0: when you when you see or hear people spreading fear and, and or inducing stories about getting vaccinated cherry picking one or two studies to show vaccination is harmful mm. demanding that vaccinations need to be proven 100 percent safe or attacking vaccination advocates be very aware that these people could very well be spreading false information about vaccination and preventing you from accessing the good information you need. We all deserve to make our own decision and be on a journey towards that decision based on the correct information. So if you are somebody who's hesitant and you're hesitant because of the kind of information I've just described, please Look Mm. for the correct information. Talk to your health professional. Talk to the advocates that exist at sites where they do the vaccinations. Go and get all of the information. Don't just rely on the anti-vaccination information you have. Mm. Well said. All right, thanks, George. Thanks, uh, mate, for
1: taking the time to talk to me about um, the vaccinations and uh, at the worksite. And um, for the listeners, I'll, I'll kind of end up with my usual kind of show, um, which uh, end of my show, which is you know you can't kick me out of part of the union. George, thanks
0: mm-hmm. very much, brother. Yep, no, you're welcome. Uh, just one last thing: a shout out to our uh, comrade John Shannon, who, in his words, would have found us. River team,
1: <laughs> Excellent, thanks very much, and uh, we'll catch up soon and talk soon, mate. Catch sure you. Bye.
2: Now I'm a union man, amazed at what I am. I say what I think that the company stinks. Yes, I'm a union man. When we meet in the local hall, I'll be voting with them all. It's out, out brothers out. out, and the rise of the factories fall. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I strike for higher pay, when I show my card to the Scotland Yard, and this is what I say, oh.